Chicago people! Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. Boys and girls, bring you the energy. That was Miller straight out of Chicago. This is awful. This is just (laughs) awful. Welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. We're trying something different today, but the you know sentiment remains the same. We appreciate you guys joining us today. You guys know by now this is a Chicago sports podcast, right? Where we skim the scene, bring some positivity into your life. Um, you know, it has been pretty hard to come by. Not gonna lie. I'm your host Poopen, joined as always by my positive brigade members, co-host of the show, Chris and Miller, boys. How we doing? We're good. We're 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 kind of thriving in. I'm not gonna lie. Richard still affects me when I sleep, but other than that, we're good. I see Miller is uh, having some freezing stuff there, but he's good there too. Good I'm to doing see. great. I'm doing absolutely fan freaking tastic, baby. Ready to discuss all of the topics. All right, all right. I, I love the energy, boys. Keep it coming. Um, you guys can find us on Facebook under Trio Positivity Podcast. At Twitter X, we at at Trio Positivity. The new website still in progress is TrioPositivity.com. I saw an article in there. Um, Chris posted some parlay that he did. So we, we, we'll keep working on that, bringing you guys some more content there as well. Uh, keep visiting it. You never know what you see out there. In today's episode, what we'll do is we'll talk about a couple of things, uh, give you the Madhouse and Madison update. I got some stats for you on the Fantasy Corner, and we'll look into the Bears at Lions this Sunday. Big, big game, at least in our heads. And we'll see if we can bring you any positivity that way. We are ready, boys and girls. If you don't have anything else to say, we can get started. Okay, I'll take that as a fuck with good. that. Uh, Miller, your your screen is just showing like you're going in and out, so you just freeze for like a good 15 20 seconds. Why I don't know, it's kind of hilarious. So, either you're really excited or you're really constipated. Either way, I love it. <laughs> it, both, uh, it works both ways, it's fine. I- I'm just happy I'm not the one having technical issues today. Well, speaking of technical issues, boys, because you guys know I follow the agenda and whatnot, right? I I, I establish points and something. I'm going to throw a curveball to you guys. Um, because I love planning curveballs. So as you guys are aware, or if you're not, because it's all over ESPN and all of these other places regarding Michigan, and the Harbaugh suspension. And I know we're going to talk about the Bears, but this is the one thing I wanted to just ask genuinely. Um, Harbaugh suspended from coaching games. He can still coach the team during the week. There's rumors, and ESPN has kind of been bringing it in. Uh, I was watching Get Up, and I can't remember who said it exactly, but it was the GM there, and he basically said, why does Chicago need a big name coach coming in soon? And they brought up the fact that it's because there's a new stadium coming in and that Harbaugh should be the next coach brought in. 
I was like Miller. I was shaking my head no. I'm like, why why is that the case? And I wanted to bring it to you guys. Boopin already has his hands up. Uh Harbaugh to the bear. In Soldier Field. No, No, I had a genuine question. How many years out are we on the stadium? That like was five, what I was gonna say. That was what five, I was gonna say. Four or five years, right, Chris? Best case scenario? Yeah. Best case. Okay. Well, no. I mean, we in this, case, in right? Officially, we don't know best case. No, 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 because of the whole zoning stuff. I think 2027, that's... wasn't that the target date originally? Originally, but I don't think okay, that. that's fine. We can go by that hypothetically. Realistically, right. Harbaugh is a five-year coach. That's just the way he is. That's how he's been historically. When he went to the Niners, five Niner? years, he burnt everybody out. He was gone. So, Looking at us now, if we hire him next year, he's going to be around for one or two more years, maybe. I mean, yeah, I would love it. I would love having Harbaugh as as the coach. I just don't think it has anything to do with the stadium. I think it has more to do with making a quality football team, and I think he can do that. I just historically Harbaugh has had a uh, a deadline where the Tim and the team feud and break up. Uh, two quick points. One, uh, at this rate, if he comes in in five years, we'll have probably burned through two first-round pick quarterbacks. So that that's one. Why would he come Ooh. here? But second, what I wait, wait, to... wait. We're talking about him coming this offseason. The way that okay. Years. Let me let me let me oh, read. I thought me... with a new stadium, he also comes in. No, 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 no. So this let me let me clarify. If I confused you, I'm sorry. What was being said was that you want to bring in a big-name coach while the stadium is in development or being developed because then they can help promote, they can help, you know, get the big wigs, get the money to, to for the stadium. And they're saying Harbaugh, in this scenario, with what happened in Michigan, he may be interested in coming back to the NFL, and that Chicago would be, quote-unquote, I think I heard him say, the best fit at the moment. He always gets connected with Chicago. Didn't he play here? He was yep, quarterback here, right? Yeah, so I think every time... If even that he like you know like has a cold, they'll be like, "Is he moving to Chicago?" Like they do well, that I'm, every yeah. time. So I, mean, I don't know how much truth is in there. Honestly, what I did hear was because Big Ten suspended him, they're looking to leave Big Ten. Was what I heard. Michigan yeah. is looking into possibly changing conferences. <laughs> Come on, why is that, that even being talked about? I, mean, I don't know. Like they, they, they're, yeah, they're like Michigan is gonna be so good in the Pac-10. I mean, they have they yeah. have a following. They have a fan base. They have the money. Like, so they does Notre Dame. But they're Notre not Dame gonna are... leave the Big Ten, bro. Where are they gonna go? They're not gonna go to the SEC. Like, I, I, I don't know where. They're, like, they're not leaving. The I Big just Ten. wanted to throw this curveball in there. I wanted to get your guys' opinion because the way that it was being said in national media after the suspension was like, hey, like this could be the start of something. But I am I am 100% a fan of bringing Harbaugh in. I think having a coach like that would put a jolt into the system, but I don't necessarily think it should be connected to the stadium personally. Yeah. Like yeah, he seems he seems to be people are either like big fans of him or hate him, right? Like mm-hmm. Miller said, like he wins. Like, That's yeah, the bottom like, line. Like he he's done some good things, but he's also not in the NFL anymore. So like God knows what's going on there. He would be interesting. He would definitely make some headlines for sure. Um what was I oh I was gonna say uh Chris just like you keep bringing up the stadium moving every time a city puts up 
I can probably try and track down rumors every time Harbaugh is connected with the Bears if you want. I'm sure there'll be just no. So the only the only reason it was the only reason it caught my attention this go around because in fairness he wasn't tied to the Bears as much as the last one. He wasn't as tied because Michigan was kind of going through their up and down, so it it wasn't as big of a deal. He he got interviewed. He got interviewed. I don't know if this there was this round. Uh, or round. I don't think that's. I right. don't think that's right. No? I don't think that's right. I think <laughs> it was because it was too early on in the Michigan tenure, if I'm remembering correctly. So he didn't have it. I don't remember the reasoning before by that. Uh, but Pat Fitzgerald's name came up a lot the last. That time. I remember. Um, someone will tell us in in our group chat or in our comment section or on Facebook if we're right or wrong on that. But <laughs> just wanted to throw it in and see. The only reason I brought it up was because of the suspension, and apparently people think that the suspension is what's going to cause the initial move. Did it for Pete Carroll. Also, this suspension is he's just suspended on the sidelines, right? He can still yeah, be at the they, game. Yeah, they haven't punished the. Team they haven't yet, punished right? Michigan yet. No. Okay, enough of Michigan. Okay. Moving yeah, on. Okay, so it looks like he did talk to us on the phone in 2022 about head coaching. That's what I found with my pretty crude uh, Google search. But uh, Is that Twitter that's... verified? <laughs> you do know you can pay for the verification, right? True, true. Hey, I Miller, was just you, making you, sure that it was on okay. Twitter because that's the only you reason. Miller, I'll pay the six bucks. No, no, no. I'll Miller pay the six bucks for Trio sport. Positivity to be verified, and we can just start saying random shit if you want. Miller and Twitter, I don't trust. I, I cannot bring it up. I don't know why he brings it up. Uh, talking about Miller. In the world. Talking about Miller, let's head Wikipedia. west. More Miller. <laughs> Miller, if you want to come, come out a little bit south of you and come a little bit east, you'll hit the Madison Street, and there's a couple of teams that play there. Can you tell us what they're up to up there? Oh, the Madhouse on Madison! Yes. <laughs> Holy shit, talk. that was loud. That was the point, bro. Gotta be exciting. It's the Madhouse on Madison, and there's some Madhouse things going on. First and foremost, we will discuss the team that nobody gives a shit about in the city of Chicago. <laughs> that is the Chicago Bulls. Over the last week, they are one and two, losing two close games, one to Phoenix, and they're four and seven on the year. Yep, they're dog shit, just like everybody thought. But with that being said, there were some headlines made over the last few days when it came out that Zach Levine and the Bulls are looking for trade partners. Now, obviously, the talking point uh, is, one, we just signed him last year. Two, why are they doing it now? So talk to me, guys. Do we think that this is a smart decision? Why are we doing it so early in the season? I mean, there's only 11 games in, and why didn't we do it in the offseason? Chris, I'll follow you. Um, I, I think everyone knows I was against signing Levine and I wanted him traded when the deadline came in last year. Not because he's not a good player, but because the Bulls are not in the playoff picture every year. Um, I'm fine with this information coming out. 
uh, from what I'm understanding is that this information is more that they pissed Levine off and he's dodging the trade quite the the trade rumors and 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 whatnot so i i don't know if if it's gonna make anything happen winning cures everything of course but i think if if they trade uh if they trade zach um donovan has to go and we need another coach that's my personal opinion um it's it seems like the team's not gelling right uh, most of the team came back they would expect they would just hit the ground running. It hasn't been that Caruso was out. I think he was supposed to come back. I, again, everything. Offense, defense, we are not hitting where we need to be, and we are not winning, like Chris said, and that just causes most of these things. But um, I don't know if there's any truth there. I think it's just, you know, talking heads. They need to get some stories out there, too, um, to, especially when the team's not doing well, these kind of stories sell. So I think that's what's happening more than anything. He may he might as well be traded, I think, but it's far too early for them to even consider. Here's, so about so it. so two things here. One, I liked your first thought, Boopin, and two, I didn't like your second thought. Your first thought, I think you're on the right track. I think that the organization and the front office and everybody has this mindset that they built this team and they think they're going to win if they get the right pieces and they're going to keep running it back with these superstars until they do. And I think after 11 games, after their first game, having a team meeting because they didn't meet expectations, I think the front office is coming to the realization that, hey, maybe this isn't going to work. They have limited assets at this point. You can argue that they have Levine, they have DeRozan and they have Caruso. I mean, they just signed Vooch to a, what, I think a three-year deal. I, I don't think they're going to trade him, even though people will question if that move was good. But I think they're realizing that, oh, shit, maybe we should have traded him. Again, I think that, and I don't think it's a publicity stunt, to be honest with you. I think this is active. I think they might get more offers now, just because it's early in the year, than waiting for the trade deadline. Also, injuries is going to play a part in it, too. But one thing that I need to remind you guys is this is year three of the Rose and Vucevic and Levine being together. Normally in year three in basketball is a make or break on the quote unquote big three. But I don't even think this is a big three for the Bulls. This is like two and a half. It's more not. With, no. More like, with the rotation. The it's never been league. either. Look at the league. There's like big fours and big fives now. Like. You, Every but, team is like fucking loaded up so they can stop LeBron and the Lakers. Buddy, you keep bringing up LeBron. That's not even LeBron and the Lakers. Look at the 76ers. They were saying like when you get rid of Hart, um, fucking Harden, like he's he, the, the 76ers are going to be dog shit. They haven't lost since the trade. Hot take. Oh. James Harden is the Chase Claypool of the NBA. <laughs> He still produces okay, no, though more than Claypool. But... You you guys you guys want a sad story? Look at the Clippers. They have the worst ten game start to the season ever. I think. Why am I going to be sad for that team? But look at who's on that team. Jesus, they have big four. <laughs> Forget big three. Yeah, they don't gel. That's the history of That's... James Harden. I mean, like I'm, the, I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't put it all on James Harden. That's Manny. He's just as toxic as Irving. Come on, bro. He's he's toxic. But what I was going to say was like, your definition of toxic is so. The guy wins. The guy hits thirty plus points a game, and you're saying that he's toxic. 
Look, yes. if, if Levine, he's if, been on if, how exact, many teams in five if, years? Six? For the for it, the money true. though, it's no, been no, for it, the money. It's not for the money. He's oh, getting traded on. mid-season. You don't get traded he, mid-season for the money. He, he's he a diva for the trades. I exactly, know. that's called that's toxic. toxic. That's not being toxic. Everyone does it in the league, dude. He shows up with a fucking beer gut to like. Because he, he showed up with a beer gun and dropped 50. Are you kidding me? But come on. When he, he doesn't pass the ball and all he does is shoot, why is that something to brag about? Oh my god. Chris, I I he is a toxic player. He is so, so toxic. you're telling me players that have requested trades are toxic players. Yes. I'm not gonna completely Lillard is a toxic player. That was one oh, trade oh, after doesn't spending matter. Nope. 10 years. That was enough. No, nope, oh. that was enough. Ben you were with the Blazers for 10 years. Doesn't matter. It doesn't Harden's matter. You guys are saying trade by the trade deadline in every city he's been in. Okay. Come on, last, dude. Last point about the Bulls before we move on. Uh, both DeRozan and Levine are shooting poorly. That's something they control. And they're just not an in-season form, I think, because they're shooting really poor, too. So I think it's just like some season starting, some jitters, some... You know, whatever that is, like I think the I think they'll step it up the rest of the season. What's really poor? Like I I was looking at two three last three games I think, and like the shooting percentage was really low. I don't recall what it was. I'm sorry. I don't follow base NBA as closely, but um, I was reading the power rankings for NBA. Who cares? Move on. That's what it said. Anyway, uh, Miller, you were next. You were talking to us about yes, the, the next one. Let's talk about the Connor Bedards. Oh, I mean the Chicago Blackhawks. <laughs> All right, boys. The Chicago Blackhawks. History is already being made at the Madhouse for the promising team in that fucking stadium, the Chicago Blackhawks. Connor Bedard is on a fucking tear. They are five and eight on the year, which obviously is kind of what we've talked about is to be expected and one-on-one over their last week. But like I mentioned multiple times in the last few seconds, this is all about the Connor Bedard over these last two games. He has had four goals and two assists. He is the first Blackhawks player ever to score nine goals in his first 13 games. And get this, get this. That has only been done six times in NHL history. He wow. is making history every time he steps foot on the ice. And he's also the youngest player in Blackhawks history to record a multi-goal game. This kid is living up to the hype. He started off pretty slow, but he has been absolutely electric over these last two games. Yes, they're one and one They haven't won them all. But man, it seems like every time this kid touches that puck there's a chance that they could go into the net. It's fun to watch. It's exciting. And it's just, just, just jump on, just come along for the ride. I got people texting me all the time. Who is this Connor Bedard? What is this Bedard stuff? And I'm just like, dude, just jump on. Just jump just on the bed. I have a pocket. question. Just, just let's go. I have a question. So if Connor Bedard in two years asks for a trade before the trade deadline, oh, is he a God. diva? He's not going to ask for a trade. Just It's, it's hockey. Question. They don't do that in hockey. Yeah, they're oh. men. They're real men. They're not little pusses. Right. 
Uh, well, one thing, one thing, they're not they're, the NBA players aren't field fairies because they, but they're very close. They're court fairies. Let me call them court fairies. <laughs> uh, um, bringing the energy to me. I love it. Hey, one any thing, sport where they need to come out and say, make it mandatory that they actually need to play the game, you know, there's a problem in the culture. Come on, let's be real. You Jeez. were complaining the other time that, um, mm, I'm not going to extend the conversation. Save I know because I'm right. You can Save go for the WhatsApp. Save it for the WhatsApp side. But you know this player is special when there's like an ESPN article that covers how he does in a game. Forget what happened to the game. There's just an article that he did this many minutes on ice. Here's how many points he scored. Yeah. Like there's just an article every game what he does. That's how amazing this player is. I, I love it. I love it. Keep it coming, Miller. So lucky. So lucky that he fell on our laps. Game changing, yeah. history changing the whole nine yards. There's a report that came out today. They were talking to the coach that he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to not practice. He doesn't want to take a break. All he wants to do is be on the ice. All he wants to do is play. They're talking about locking him out of the stadium to give him a break. It's just he's a leader. He's going to be another historical figure for us, and hopefully he'll raise a few cups for us as well. So. Let's go. The Connor Bedards are in, I mean, Chicago Blackhawks are in good hands for the next few years. And okay, I okay. guarantee fucking it, he's not going to request a trade in two years. Okay, can we change it to Chicago Bedards? Can we do that? Chicago <laughs> Bedards. Okay, cool. Um, so thank you for that, Miller. Uh, moving on, we got our fantasy segment next. Um, have a couple of different things for you guys, but. Uh, I want to make this interactive, so I'll ask you guys some questions. No thinking, no cheating, especially don't look at the agenda. Uh, just like on top of your head, think of the team that comes to you know, comes to mind. Shout it out. We'll just talk through a couple of stats that I gathered, okay? Uh, I want to start off by saying um, there are a couple of teams on by this week, but next week there's no teams on by Thanksgiving Week all the teams are playing, so it's a full slate. But then week 13 and 14, right before you start the playoffs, there's teams on buys again. So look ahead if you can, grab some players. So as you are pushing for the playoffs or pushing to stay alive or get that number one seed, you don't get stuck with starting a, a scrub towards the end of the bench. That was my fantasy advice. But, boys, you ready to play a quick game? We'll start with the quarterbacks. Ready? Yeah. Also, don't forget to drop your scrubs. Who are they? Who are the scrubs that we need to drop towards the end of the season? Yes. Keep track. Um, Tyreek Hill should be um, benched. Right. Gone. It's right. going to be irrelevant. Irrelevant. In the first week of the playoffs. First week Tua, of the playoffs. you can irrelevant. get rid of him, too. Yeah, who's Tua? Awful. Who's Tua? God. Just, just throw him to the side. God. Where, All right. Sorry. Where's For- Richard? Where's Richard when you need him? Seriously. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Um, uh, boys, can you think of two teams that are allowing the lowest completion percentage to op- opposing quarterbacks to team defenses? Top of your mind. Stop thinking. Jets. Pretty close. I think they're, they're like up there. Chris? Honestly, I... The Browns... I... And the Steelers, they're allowing the opposing quarterbacks the lowest completion percentage. Again, I'm not saying drop whoever's playing them. I'm just saying just something to keep in mind, okay? So what you're saying is when Pat Mahomes is playing the Cleveland Browns, drop Pat Mahomes. You heard it here first, everyone. 
Yep. If especially if you're in a league with me, please drop them. Thank you. Um, let's see. Uh, so let's talk the other way. Um, can you think of the two teams that are like pressuring the quarterback the least? Bears. So, like bears. Good. What well, can you think of the other one? Bears again because they're dog shit. <laughs> I like that answer. Um, uh, like. Our our defense has stepped it up last couple of games, we know, but like they're still not getting to the quarterback. They are uh, pressuring the quarterback at twenty seven and a half percentage of the time, which is worse in the league. Followed very closely by Patriots at twenty eight point three percent pressure That's rate. Uh, um, but because we this is a tier of positivity podcast, I have to end it on a positive note. Uh, the Bears, though, they stuff the run the highest percentage. And they have not allowed a rushing touchdown since week three. Week there you three. Go. Yeah. That can't be right. How 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 confident are you on that? Uh I will bet your house on it. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. We haven't I I, I, I I that doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound right. I'm gonna be I, honest with you. Okay, look it up. Challenge me, Richard. Come on, we need you. I don't. I don't. The Patriots have not allowed a rushing touchdown. No, the Bears. He said the Bears, Bears, dude. That was a positive about the Bears. As you guys are doing that, uh, let's uh, let's talk about this. Uh, What do you think are the teams that are allowing the most completion percentage for the quarterbacks? Right, the other way. We were talking about the one allowing the least. What two teams are, do you think are allowing the most quarterback? The Bears. No, that was the least least quarterback pressures. This is dude. You're going too far into this. Move on. This is <laughs> okay. this has nothing to do with all fantasy, right. by the way. <laughs> I I love stats. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I you're couldn't find any talking all these friends. things. Okay, so Chargers and the Texans are allowing the most um, completions for the quarterback. So if if you're Quarterback is playing against those teams, probably will have a good week. Um, Giants are allowing 45.1% quarterback pressure rate, which is the league worst. Titans are allowing the second league worst uh, quarterback pressure. That means good luck to the quarterback at 44.9. Miller, you were right in this one. Jets forced the most quarterback pressures at 48%, and the Browns are at second at 46%. Whew. That, that was a muscle. You guys are into it. I love it. I love it so much. Uh, let's see. Uh, maybe a couple more here, and then we'll finish it up. Um, what two teams do you think are uh, the best against the run? Um, uh, Anyone playing the Bears? <laughs> no, the Bears are actually good at run defense. Oh. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it in a minute. Bears are number one in uh, against the run. Number two in against the run, and Detroit is number three. So we'll bring that up again in a minute. But Buccaneers are up up top in like allowing the least uh, rush per attempt. Um, let's see. Random facts. This is probably for betting people out there. Uh, the Cowboys are the only team to have the games over hit and all hit four times in the five games. Um, Texans have allowed twenty one receptions of twenty plus yards. So if you are a prop better, that's probably something you want to do. 49ers have allowed 100-yard receiving game to a wideout in four straight games. And the Dolphins have scored a touchdown 7% of their drives, the best in the league, 
followed by 49ers at 6.4% and the Cowboys at 6.2%. Again, not directly fantasy related, but I found those data fascinating. Boys, any questions for me? I just want to point out that Boopin was right on his stat about the runs. They have not allowed a rushing touchdown since week three. That is interesting, but they've allowed two-yard pass touchdowns, three-yard pass touchdowns, and they just weren't a running touchdown. Because <laughs> we got a good rushing defense. Oh, God. That is true. Well, thank you for not falling asleep on me while I read through the day. <laughs> I got to find a way to make it more interesting for you. The boys. night's I still love- young, Boopin. The night's still young. <laughs> I love this shit, and I was hoping you guys would like find it more interesting than you did. But this has I nothing keep... to do with fantasy football, though. It doesn't. I thought it does. It's like not directly fantasy, but like it's like players you play against and players you avoid to play, like along the same veins, right? Like if you're making a matchup decision in your head, should I play A or B? I was hoping these stats sway you one way or the other. I mean, you're there's, right. They're absolutely of, right. But, but that's, that's more of a team aspect. Like, if the Bears are, if the Bears don't allow rushing touchdowns, are you essentially saying that you have to switch defenses or you have to play another running? That I think Chris, it depends this all on goes week. back to him benching Tyree Kill. I, okay, that's yeah. So in Week 15, when Christian Watson from the Packers is playing somebody. You want to play him over Tyreek Hill because the whoever they're played is just gonna shut him down. It all goes back to that. All right. I wish I had a mute button for Miller sometimes, but I don't. So the way we will move forward is we will get on with the next segment, which is a preview of the Bears at the Lions. Hey, 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 hey. All right, listen, I I'm going to sit up for this because the fantasy section is over. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, Boobin. So let's get let's get the good shit out of the way, shall we? Let's, let's get divisional. Let's get the good shit out of the way. This is probably the healthiest the Bears are going to look, right? On offense. On offense. So get ready to be fully disappointed when this game is over. Can't wait. <laughs> It might They're be a still very find excuses. Game. There's fields truthers are still gonna find excuses. And I thought don't, about this. Don't worry about it. I thought about this. Fields, even if he might be injured, he's gonna want to play. He is injured. He's, he already came out and said that he's not 100 percent Yeah, he's he's probably gonna play the rest of the year. I the it, the fact that gonna play the rest of the year, what does that mean? Well, I had mentioned that if if I was Fields, I would probably sit or like not like oh. just let back. Remember for health to, for healthy reasons and stuff like that. Just another I, thing that you're wrong about. Got it. Never, that. I'm never wrong. But in in pointing it out, do you guys think that with Fields being healthy, the run game will actually be something that we can build upon in this game? I don't not think yet. our running game is going to change a lick. That's sad. Why? Because Fields should definitely start running more. Be- Bajan just had 70 yards last game. Yeah, because you, you don't want Fields to run if he's got an injured thumb. Listen, here's the thing, though. Bajan didn't necessarily play out of the pocket. We talked about it last time. They 
the 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 answers that the Flus gave about why we didn't put Badgen out of the pocket and all that shit, it's gonna be the same thing. I think for the Bears to be successful, Fields has to play out of the pocket. He's gonna have to run a little. That's it. I I I. What I is your what definition of running? I run past, like run, run. I don't care where. Run well, left because you keep staying outside the pocket, but then you. I'm not understanding where you're coming from. Are you talking about actually having rush yards? Or are you talking about rolling out? Both. Okay, well <laughs> I I think Chris, Chris, I see your point, right? I think Thank you. I'm glad where there's another smart person in this podcast. I'm very appreciative. I, I, I did not say I agree. I said I see your point. Then um, you're just as dumb as the other guy on this podcast. <laughs> no, no, I I I think the Boros, the Lawrence, the Allens of the world. I, if Fields can be that, I can see that. He extends to play Mahomes, right? He Did doesn't he just like... compare Justin Fields to Burrow Allen and Mahomes? I did not. I did not. Let me clarify. I said... I was I see... so ready to... I was oh so ready God. to quit the podcast. May I was I? so May ready. I? Yes, go May ahead. I? I'll give you full screen. Hold on. As long as you don't bench them in week 15. Well, no, no, no. Give them, give, it, give them the... Go ahead. I, want to hear I see Chris's point that if Fields can extend the play by using his legs, by either escaping the pressure, by moving away from it, making plays with his leg, just like the Burroughs Mahomes does, I can see why that would define success for him in the next phase. Is what I wanted to say before I was rudely fucking interrupted. Uh, the only reason I was going to interrupt you is because Allen, I don't, I mean, I get that he's like a top five. His stats, though, are not showing. Like he's his turnovers are up, so that's that's the only thing I'll, I'll bring up. But yes, you did get my point. I and this kind of goes back to what I've been saying multiple times that this coordinator, this offense will not change for the player. They're going to change for themselves. I just I'm just saying Fields has to be the guy that just says, "Hey, you know what? Even though they want me to do that, I need to do this for myself." That's what I'm hoping to see. I, 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 hope, I hope you're right, but I don't see it happening. Honestly. But we all agree with that aspect, I mean, he right? said that earlier, and it kind of happened for two games, and then it didn't. Okay. Just... Boys, if, if you allow me, I'll set the stage for this game, okay? okay? The 3-7 and seven Chicago Bears, last place in NFC North, take on the NFC North leading 7-2 and two Detroit Lions. Funny to see uh, Detroit leading the division, but we'll get to it in a minute. Lions are scoring the 6 side. Highest points in NFL, 26.8 points, and Bears are at 18th with 20.4. Lions are giving up, though, 25.5 points, which is 20th most, and Bears give up about 25.5 points, which is 26th most. Keep in mind, Lions were blown out by Ravens a game ago. That's like inflating the numbers a little bit. Their numbers should be a little bit better than that. But Running the ball will be tough this game because they just Bears gave up thirty something points to the Chargers. What do you mean they won game inflated it? Come mm, on, bro. Three games that inflated it, but and when we say inflated, the, the, these are points scored against them. Yeah, like, they just gave 37, up 38. 37 to Seahawks, thirty eight to Chargers, thirty eight to Ravens. And... Get out of here with your stats. Hey, All right, one more, one I, more I'm prepared. Goal. I'm One prepared. more fucking, fucking point. Running the ball will be tough this game because Bears allow the second best, second best uh, run defense, and Lions are third. So uh, expect a passing game to be more featured in this game. That's all I had. The game stays set. 
what point would you like to make, Miller? I'd like oh, to make Miller. all the points. This is going to be a 15-minute segment. Go ahead. No, it's not. I don't have 15 minutes on this shit. The one thing I want to talk about is the the the, 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 the Detroit Lions. This team that's been the bottom feeder of this division for so long has finally creeped its way up to the top. And it's sad, and I hate it. But you know why they're doing it? They're doing it because they stole our damn running back, David Montgomery. <laughs> because David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs have been a two-headed monster over there from the running back position, and they are tearing up the league. So while Bupin says that it'll be a tough running game and you probably want to bench Montgomery and Gibbs, I'm going to tell you don't because they will probably feast again in the passing game because this offense is elite. They score points in bunches. They got Amaran St. Brown as a wide receiver that I believe he has four consecutive 100-yard games. He's tearing up the league. I expect a lot of points scored by Detroit on our defense, and it'll just be if Fields can keep up. I don't see it happening. So, Chuck Bett, Miller. Chuck Bett, you take Montgomery and um... – Whatever the other Jeremy Gibbs, I'll pick up two running backs. Let's see who scored more touchdowns. That game. is not a good fine. That's uh, who scores, you who get scores to, the you most? You have Tubber Hubbard and Miles Sanders. Then I'll do it. I I will, I will like pick. Um, okay, I'll I'll pick up the Miami running back. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I knew there was. Yeah. A, then, you're gonna drop like, him. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I'm, I'm go no ahead and drop him in week fifteen. No one's telling you to drop Montgomery and Gibbs. I'm saying. There are better matchups out there is all I'm saying. Oh, okay. Question then. You said that the Bears are the second best run defense, right? Do you play Montgomery this week? I mean, again, who? what's the alternative, right? No, that's not the question. That's not the question. Realistically, you're not going to have two starting caliber running backs on your team. With one yes, being on were. the bench. Montgomery was forgotten. No one was talking about it. Montgomery when I said was top not 10, forgotten. No, oh, no, shut no, no, up. No. I, I yeah, said no. Top he, oh, was, dude. he was in the back oh, of the dude. pack. He was I will, I will, I will show you. I'll show you the recording. When I said top 10, top 12, top 15, whatever I said my board. You literally position. just went top 10, top 12, top 15. You just gave I, yourself five additional positions in that sentence I, alone. I said whatever I said, and you guys were like appalled that I had that take. That's how forgotten he was in the fantasy league. No, so when you said that. you said he was gonna rush for ten touchdowns this year, that's he's already said. done seven. I know, I know. One so more, and he's gonna have. You're honestly gonna sit here. Everyone, year. you both are gonna sit here and tell me you guys expected this out of Montgomery this year. Yes, because he Jamal literally Williams had did. that stat in no. our takeaways. Also, Jamal Williams had fucking seventeen touchdowns last year. I didn't think he was going to be this good. I'll be the first to admit it. I, I, I knew he was deal, a good right? running back. No, yeah, it wasn't one. No, it was not a one year. Multi year. Yeah. I don't know if it's two or three. It might be three. It might have been three for eighteen, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, but I did not expect him to have this big an impact. I thought they were going to lean on Gibbs more, but we'll see. I mean, like you've said. Uh, they are going up against this is going to be two stout defenses up front they don't allow successful running backs but um i am willing to bet that they three do. Deal. 
Okay, yeah, you, um, you do have a good game. I like Miller talked about how great a jump Lions have made, and I and I concur. Well, I like that they have done it the right way too. They built their offensive line. They built their defensive line. Their starter is Jared Goff, who was forgotten, who was like basically traded for peanuts, right? And they are like making him look good with a good, you know, good offensive talent around him. Let's not beat around the bush. But I think they built the team the right way. And I wanted to commend them on that effort 100%. Yeah, um, and their head coach too, Dan Campbell. Man, he's that blue collar motherfucker that just gets the job done. He just bites it. their kneecaps, bites their fucking kneecaps off. But earlier today, earlier in this episode, I should say, we talked about John Harbaugh on being the next Bears head coach. One not name that's intriguing to me is the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, Mister Ben Johnson. He I keeps mean, any, anybody that can turn Jared Goff into an explosive quarterback. You have to have him on your radar, especially if you're going to be drafting a quarterback this year. You want an offensive mind. And we saw what Mike McDaniel's done in Miami. So, I mean, it's an intriguing name. Not going to lie. I I didn't want to keep talking about Harbaugh in the first because my other question was going to be who's like another person to replace DeFloos. But I'll be very honest with you. I don't want another coordinator turned coach for the Bears. I we're gonna run into this cycle, and someone on Twitter posted something where it's like, uh, when Mitch Trubisky was drafted, the following year he had a coach that was fired. Yeah. When Fields was drafted, the following year the coach was fired. Yeah. And there's there was one more after Mitch, right? No, before Mitch, wasn't there one more? Um. Well, we had John Fox. And then we John had... Fox was part of the team that okay. So John Fox left, Nagy came, Nagy got fired, and Feels then we good. have the Fluce, right? Okay. So the Fluce gets fired, and then it's another thing of like either we draft a quarterback with a new system or something. So like there's like a, a trend that apparently the Bears have started with that. But I I honestly do not want another like a, a name that I could probably see depending on how the season ends. This is just me personally speaking. Um, Belichick, if he gets fired from. See, that was the point. No, no, that was the point I was going to make, Chris. So there's two coaches, two people you can hire as coaches. One, a fired coach or an offensive coordinator, right? If you're taking a fired coach, that means he's on a downtrend. Either the team's bad or he's bad. If you're taking an offensive coordinator, not all the time. If you're taking an offensive coordinator, he's on the rise, right? He did something well and he's here. So I actually think hiring an offensive coordinator to a coach is probably a better move than taking a coach that probably is on the downtrend. See, I understand Chris's point. Belichick, I don't want because I don't know that he... The question posed... Uh-oh. Okay. Oh, uh, there, he's back. He's back. Nope. Okay. Now he's back. So the question posed was what? The question posed was, was it Brady or Belichick that won these championships? It was Brady. And I think we're starting to see that Brady might have played a bigger impact than Belichick. So I don't want a 70-year-old, old-ass coach coming to this team when we don't know if he can turn this thing around. I understand but that. I understand the point of wanting an experienced head yes. coach yes. when we haven't had that. I get it. Yep. There are options out there that I would be willing to take. The problem is, is they're not offensive minds. You're talking about people like Mike Vrabel, 
Mike Tomlin might have been talked about. Don't think it's going to happen, but he's been talked about. Why Sean McDermott. Yeah. Well, they just need to change the scenery. If he, I mean, he's been there for fucking like 13, 15 years. So um, they're just talking about possibly change, change of scenery if this season does implode. But like Sean McDermott was another one out of Buffalo. It's just, you just, I just don't know if I want a defensive head coach paired with. I understand that paired part. with a young quarterback. I understand that, and the thing the thing that I could counter with that is that every coach the Bears have brought in, I want to say, after Fox has been a coordinator of some kind, and they've all failed. That's Two. not going to work. Two. What do you mean? Nagy was a coordinator. Two. And Flus. <laughs> oh, Two. and Flus. Well. That's true. I mean, you're not wrong. Well, you're I'm not, not wrong. Not I, wrong. Like, I always feel like there's one more coach at, uh, with Fox, and I don't know why that's throwing in my head. But okay, yeah, you're Nagy, Nagy for sure. He he, I still say he had one and a half good years, maybe. But like, I my I, in my mind, these next two draft picks that we're gonna have the the in the first round. I would prefer to see it with a coach that has experience. If he's a defensive court or if he's defensive minded, like that's fine. As long as he's willing to give a coordinator like full reins on the offense. Sure. But I think you have to bring in someone that, okay, let me, let me, I don't want to get too far into this. If we bring a quarterback, I know if we bring in a quarterback, I would say if you're going to stick with fields, bring someone that he's comfortable with or he's who he's worked with in the past and then develop a game plan like that. That's choice one. Choice two, if you're going to draft a new quarterback, do what other quarter or do what other coaches have done and other GMs have done. Bring someone from that same team that he was working with in college, bring him in as an assistant or bring him in as a, as a helper or quarterback coach and then develop from there. The problem that is if you're an offensive either, coordinator and you come to the NFL with a young quarterback and the young quarterback does well, the offensive coordinator is going to get a new job. That's the way it works. That's what but I'm saying. the way it works. You but can't you still keep have an offensive some... coordinator that is having success for multiple reasons. But not all head years. coaches that are offensive coordinator minded will call the plays. It, they always give that to the offensive coordinator. And there, yeah. I under, I under, yes, you're right. But usually it's the, it's the head coach's system. So when that offensive coordinator leaves, it's still his system. But when the offensive coordinator that on a defensive head coach and the offensive coordinator leaves, then it's potentially a new er system or an offensive coordinator that isn't completely versed I, in. I, I agree. And Boobin, I don't know if you want to get the last thing. I just want to say you can kind of tell where us as fans, our mindset is. We give two shits about the game. We're already thinking into the off season. I, uh, there's I not a lot of fans that think that way. I was so disappointed in our WhatsApp group because there were people two weeks ago that were ready to break this shit down, but because Fields has his thumb all healed, like they they still think we can win the Super Bowl. Uh, but that's just beside. Make me. the playoffs. I believe is the correct. Make verb. the playoff. I didn't want. I did not want to go there. The, that phrase for what was our record again, Boobin? Wow, uh, this year, right now. Yeah, three right now. Seven. What's our record? A three, three and, and seven, seven team who's gonna face the top team in the NFC a top team in the NFC has a chance at the playoffs. But okay. let's all, all right. let's let's all focus as well on the fact that a rookie quarterback has won more games than our starting quarterback. Oh, he went there. He went there. <laughs> it's okay, guys. Their offensive line is torn up. Their their wide receivers were injured. The tight end was probably hurt. The running back has been out. It's fine. 
It's not Fields' fault. Your point is taken. Okay, well, well said. Well said. Before we go any further and start World War Three, let's get into this <laughs> game and give, <laughs> give our prediction. <laughs> Peoples, what do you think is the final score of this game? I think I think this is one where we will. I don't know. I, I feel like there'll be some disagreements. We've been in agreement for the most part. Um. Well, if we were to take a look at what we've been say. predicting before, um, Chris and I tied. You guys are. You guys got wins. Yeah. Boopin is on a three-game win streak. Miller's on a four-game or not win streak. We're prediction streak. So Miller currently has. Let me count. Three, four, five, six, seven, seven and three. Boopin is uh three, four. Five losses, one, two, three, four, five, and five. And I'm five and five. So, oh, sucks to you guys. If only we could make money out of this. But we, according to our um, 15th episode, which, by the way, guys, we're at episode 26. It's kind of fucking nuts if you ask me. But uh, week 15, we all predicted that Detroit is the better team, and we all have them losing. I'm gonna continue with that trend, and I'm Wait, gonna say I the have Bears the Bears lose. losing or Detroit losing. Bears losing. Okay, I want you know, the way you said Bears that. Lose. You're like we all have Detroit all have losing. Oh, I, I think we may have picked um, Bears to win in uh, Soldier Field, but this is in Detroit, so I thought they would maybe win. you did. <laughs> maybe I, I did. I definitely did. Originally, okay. I will start. The Bears are gonna lose. They're gonna. They're not gonna cover the spread, and they're gonna lose twenty-eight to seventeen. Ooh, okay. Seventeen seems to be a pretty interesting popular number, number for Miller. Yeah. And Chris almost took it. Uh, took yeah. that number and ran with it last episode. I uh, hey. got his prediction right, even though he chose the wrong I had, team to hey, win. When you're when you predict. Half of the score, you're more right than people that are just you didn't. absolutely you wrong. Didn't Brother, you said it's going to be a blowout and Carolina. I said it was going to be a blowout, but I said that the Bears were going to score either 10 or 17 points. How many did we score? Oh, my God. 17. Shut up. Thought shut so. Up. Thought just so. shut up. Just exactly. shut up. Okay, give so me a prediction. Because, because I'm right and Miller decided to take my 17 that I was going to use again, <laughs> I'm going to go. It's What's the spread at, Miller? It's like 10. I don't know. Really? Yeah. yeah. I, it was um, with like Fields. Was he's going to go homer, ladies and gentlemen. He's going over. I want Bears to. Are Hold on. It's at Detroit, right? Yeah. No, I'm not going to do it. Uh, I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be 27-24 Lions. Ooh. I, I think, think the so. Fields effect will kind of show up, but I think we lose at a field goal i i think Bears will lose too. damn it but i think they cover it'll be 30 21 i guess that's covering so you're picking detroit's to cover 30 to 21 okay no then. i don't know the spread's like 10 so that would technically be the bears covering well bears are plus 10 so it's that's not covering is it is 30 minus 21 is nine bro Jesus Christ. He said 3120. No, he did not. He said 3021. Oh, 30. Oh. I, I'm dyslexic. <laughs> also dumb, but okay. <laughs> you really think. 
Oh, I what? can't complain too much because I said you have like the same score as him. Yeah, it just I don't know why, but like when you put thirty in front of the Lions, like I could see them doing that. Like that's the like, and I'm just kind of like debating my twenty four. That's where I'm kind of like. Miller, your tight end will get a couple of touchdowns this week. Put it in the prop already. Yeah, and I'll beat your ass just like I always do. <laughs> a few things here. First thing, I am going to stand on my soapbox and hope Fields fails just for the fact that I hope everyone gives me shit when he doesn't because I really do want the kid to have success. Obviously. I still think there's a path for him to be the starting quarterback of this team, but I think he needs to ball out these last seven games. That, in my definition, would be 300 total yards and two TDs in every game. Total yards being passing and rushing. That needs to happen in order for him to be the starting you. quarterback on this team. next. Year. I was going to ask you what success looks like uh, for him, but um, I think that's a good line. Like you know, I could um, agree with that. I would say like 275 yeah. and up. Yeah, pass I, I was thinking, I, I was, was going to say 282, 300 just seems yeah. way too much. But well, uh, but hey, total yards. Hey, some people here before the season started, he got boom. hurt, bro. He would have reached it if he didn't get hurt. Whatever. Um, he, he I, I have more points. If I well, that. no one cares. I have a question for the group. If the Bears pull out a miraculous victory, which we'll all assume it's going to be a miraculous victory, playoffs. <laughs> Okay, you can just end the show now. <laughs> I have to ask. You know the homers are going to be out there saying, "Oh my god, if we had this Come field on, or are whatever." Are we really Come talking on. about playoffs with a four and seven team? That's no, if we no. win. No, no, that that's I'm saying that is the tank, the tank would almost have to be like we don't know how to tank either. I don't know. Well, don't know. okay, okay, okay. We're, we're way off topic. We are. I just like throwing curveballs. I. What does it matter what the Bears do at this point? Does it? I'm, do you think I'm it? Do you do you really want them to tank? Like in all honesty, on it, yeah. I just want to see what Fields has. Um, I'm not worried about tanking because our future does not depend on our draft pick. It depends on Carolina's draft pick, unless we completely tank and they completely start playing well. But I don't see that happening. So realistically. Our future will depend on what Carolina does rather than us. So if we can get a few wins under our belt, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Uh, other than to, other than beating Arizona and the Packers, who we need to also, lose to. Also, realistically, guys, tank or playoffs are not the two like most uh, predictable outcomes, right? Majority of the team land in between. Like only a couple teams make the playoff, only a couple teams tank, right? Majority of the team will like fall in that little slope up or slope down. Let's remember that, right? So we'll be in the middle. We'll hopefully be trending up. Is like Miller said, it's what I want to see. I am very torn because you both make great points, but this team has not been the happiest that I've seen, uh, and. A lot of it is not Fields' fault. Have the happiest? Do no. we need to have a clown come in and start juggling for them or something? What the I fuck haven't. does that mean? I mean, he's talking vibes. Yeah, it's it. it I haven't felt okay. Great we'll we'll call Matt game. Nagy and we'll start Club Dub up again just for Chris. They started it. They started it, Miller. Did you not see? Like, um, it, it's not called Club Dub though. I would imagine it's not called Club Dub. Yeah, no. But Fields was dancing his ass off with his broken figure. 
I just don't know. Like I've I've kind of hit this point in the season where it's like I see the record, I see the schedule, and it's it doesn't excite me. Like I I don't get happy trying to watch the game. I am gonna try to see what happened with Fields. There are fields for that. Yeah, fields for that. (laughs) Bluetooth, we're still available, baby. But you know what I'm saying? Like I just I completely agree. And my other point before I was rudely cut off by people. The other thing I was on my soapbox is I actually and think. Hey, Boobin, did you to... actually? <laughs> I think I'm actually going to watch wait, wait, the what, team uh, this week. I I haven't really paid 100% attention in these last few games, especially when Badgent playing, but I think I might actually watch. We all you're know Boobin isn't. But you're, I not watching, you're not watching this Sunday, buddy. Why not? I'm what not is... leaking it. The party starts at three, bro. Okay. 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 I was going to say, I'm not leaking. <laughs> I was anything. not gonna say anything. I was gonna say better find a new wife. <laughs> no, I'll watch. I got my phone. Plus, they nap. <sighs> so I, I think I might actually spend some time and actually watch and see what this team can do, specifically fields. Hey, I think hey. there's a possibility that we can score some points. Just will the trio will the trio be put together watching the game this Sunday? We'll wait and see. Wait and see. I think we. I think it might right. be possible. Wow. Okay. That that may cause for an impromptu Facebook Live video, but oh, we'll, we'll get um, this. No, that we we're, not gonna, not, we're, we're not going to live up to. We are not going to do any of that. I'm not prepping right. for any any of that. Right, Boobin, send us home. All right. Hey, this was a great conversation. Thank you for joining. Hope you had fun. You know, um, we talk nonsense like this every week. So come join us next week when we will. Be doing more of this. Um, you know, hopefully the boys forget my take on Tyreek Hill one of these days. But until then, we'll keep suffering in this misery, at least my misery, together. Thank you again for tuning in. Have a great night. Bench Tyreek Hill. Bye-bye. <laughs> that would be my future.